Hello everybody and welcome to the Singacast. My name is Ahim Hassan and on today's episode we're going to be talking about National Service. But firstly, what is the Singacast? The Singacast is a set of podcasts aimed to educate and enlighten Singapore American School students about the nation that they live in. It is often said that SAS kids live in a bubble of our own community. It's often also said, it's also often said that SAS kids don't leave the bubble of their community. And they only go between three places in Singapore. The Woodlands, Downtown Orchard, and the Marina Bay area. If you reflect on the past few months of your life, minus the coronavirus, how true is that? You can probably tell for yourself. So, the goal of the Singapast is to give you information about where you live. What, what is Singapore like? What are some different aspects about life in Singapore? If you were a Singaporean, if you were born and bred here, what would your life be like? So, as an opener, let's do national service. So what is national service? Well, national service is a compulsory military slash police slash civil defense service for two years um, that all Singaporean men must perform unless they are physically or mentally unable to. Emphasis on the unable part. So, where did it start? NS is, so when NS was started in Singapore, in 1967, it was not a new concept. In the British colonial government in Singapore, they tried to implement NS in 1954. Uh, this was during the time of great Malayan insurgency and during the time of the Korean War as well. However, this developed implement or the attempt to implement NS in the British colonial government in Singapore in 1954 developed into what's now called the deadly NS riots of 1954. Now, by that title, you can probably imagine that it wasn't taken well by the citizens and residents of Singapore. The deadly NS riots were just as they were, as they're called, deadly. People died, there was mass protests. Citizens and residents of Singapore, under the British colonial government, did not like that idea. So, it was scrapped. The British government moved on, they used their own forces, and then Singapore gained independence. Then in 1967, the Singaporean, now independent Singaporean government, introduced the NS Bill, which was then passed swiftly, as is many laws in Singapore, through the parliament. This was two years after their independence. In the first intake, 9,000 males entered NS. Now, of course, riots happened this time too. Singapore, back then, was not as it is now. So, there were a few riots, but these riots were much more small scale 
and much more peaceful. These riots involved, as you might imagine in a peaceful riot, picket signs and fences, people behind fences. There are originally four registration centers around Singapore, in addition to the local schools. So if a student from the Singapore American School, who was a citizen or a permanent resident of Singapore, needed to do NS, they would go to one of the four registration centers in Singapore to sign up. And if they didn't sign up, um, they would be in a lot of trouble. But we'll get, get, we'll get to punishments in a little bit. So why did Singapore need NS in the first place? I mean, many countries in the world gained independence and, and continued on past, past the British, British colonial government without implementing a mandatory national service scheme. Well, Singapore's independent government, newly independent government, initially thought it had a decade or two to establish their own defense force after the British gave them independence. Or, I guess, if they fought for independence, but... Yeah, so they thought they had a decade or two. They thought that the British troops would stick around and help them defend themselves and structure their government, establish a government. Uh, but, as you may imagine, that, that was incorrect. The British troops pulled out very early, and Singapore realized it had many odds stacked against it. It was a small, small island centered in a very strategic location in between two halves of continental Asia. They realized that for them to thrive and for them to maintain their sovereignty, they needed to protect themselves. So, thus, the bill was introduced and national service came to fruition in Singapore. Now, what is NS in itself? What do you do in NS? Well, there's three different vocations in, in, Singapore, in the Singapore National Service. One is the SAF, that is the Singapore Armed Forces. That is inclusive of the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, and any Marine slash Special Forces in between those. Then there's a Singapore Police Force. Obviously, those are police for that's the police force. In addition to neighborhood patrols and 911 calls, this also includes community engagement and the Coast Guard. Lastly, certainly not least, is the Singapore, Singapore Defense Force. This is inclusive of firefighting uh, and EMT services. So you might think that you have a ch choice between those, and you're, you're partly right, but uh, it's not entirely like that. Uh, you can, when you, when you are signing up for NS, when you are completing your enlistment certification and documentation, as I did, you were you're able you're given a choice you're given um the opportunity to voice what you prefer to do for the next two years of your life uh, that is not always listened to i'd say but you're you're able to voice your opinion you're vo able to say hey i kind of want to do this if there's a spot for me please put me in there um and and they i imagine try their best to do so given whatever information they have about you. 
but these different vocations um, are very different from each other. The civil defense force mainly centers around massive amounts of training and extreme amounts of care. These, the, I've had friends who've gone through firefighting services in Singapore. There have been firefighters here. And the amount of community they build within each other and the necessity for that community is remarkable. When you're running into a burning building, when you're needing to save lives with your team. My, my friend Torno said that it was the most important thing that they knew each other, that they knew how to talk to each other, and they knew how to communicate. Now, going to the police force. Let's say the main aspect of the police force is community engagement. That is their entire job. Their job is to protect the community, engage with the community, and listen to the community. Now, I don't have any close friends who were in the police force, but from what I've seen in Singapore and during this time of the coronavirus, while I'm recording this, it is evident that the Singapore police force values the notion or the idea of community building more than anything. Now, the Singapore Armed Forces, lastly. As you might know, Singapore is not in any conflicts at the moment. Thank God. And I hope that they aren't in any conflicts for the next two, three years either. But, at least. But Singapore is not in any conflicts right now. So the main thing that the Singapore Armed Forces boys do is training. There are various islands across Singapore, one of which is called Tekong Island, where they do their training. If you live in the woodlands in Singapore, you may have heard some gunshots while, during your time here. Uh, that is because there's a training camp directly north of the Singapore American School and the woodlands neighborhood adjacent to the Singapore American School. So that's, that's their main job. They do a lot of training. They go to New Zealand for training. They go to Brunei for training. They train with Japanese forces and South Korean forces. Um, they do a lot of training. However, that training is rarely used in actual combat. Um, and Singapore actually does not even offer their forces uh, to the United Nations. So, what do you get out of this? I mean, why... Why, would, why wouldn't someone just swim over to Malaysia after high school and escape from the, this two years of service? Well, primarily, you might not want to skip NS because you will be thrown into jail. And I mean that very literally. You will be thrown into jail if you do somehow manage to ditch the entire country before you are enlisted, um, you will never be allowed back into this country again. Neither will your family. Well, correction, you will, you will be allowed into this country, but the minute you set foot in this country, you will be thrown into jail. Well, I mean, it, it's not all bad. 
right? You, as I said before, you build a lot of community with the boys around you. You, you make friends that that you will never, you would have never made before, especially us being Singapore American School students. These aren't people that we would, would have been exposed to in our normal lives. As we're as if you, if you're in Singapore ever and you're taking a grab or a taxi and you ask the taxi driver if he's a male about his time in the Singapore National Service that will take up the rest of your taxi ride you will hear nothing else other than national service because he will have so many stories to tell you he'll have so many experiences to tell you about it will be endless and that is the same case for all Singaporean men whether they like Dennis or not they will have stories about their friends, about their experiences, about the things that they did that they will never forget for the rest of their life, whether that be good or bad. Now, the salary, in addition to to the ability to to, the, to your ability to com- build community with the people around you in NS, you get a salary. Starting salary is $630 a month, and it, it gradually increases every year that you're there, as, as you gain the ranks in national service. The maximum salary provided to a national service active member is $1,330, $1,330, say. Um, not terrible, maybe not as much as you'll get working in your first jobs after college, but not terrible. But going back to what I was saying about that, Singapore American schools, kids fitting in and being exposed to communities and people that we would otherwise not be exposed to. That is the main thing that I think will affect or influence Singapore SAS kids' time in NS. As I prepare to go to NS sometime after my graduation, what I'm worried about is fitting in as well. I've lived in Singapore my entire life, literally my entire life. And as I'm about to leave SAS, I realize that the notion of our SAS bubble is so remarkably true. It is so remarkably true. We are encased in a bubble of our own community. We are not exposed, truly, we are not exposed to the country around us and to the people around us. And that's one thing we need to change within ourselves. Do you know what an angmo means? I, you might. You might not. If you're nearer to Singapore, you definitely might not. But Angmo is basically a white dude. Now, I am not racially white. Or my skin is not, as they would say, white. But in NS next year, I will put money on the fact that I will be called an Angmo. Solely because of the accent in which I am speaking to you right now. My accent. It is not a very Singaporean accent. It's not an accent that is common to Singapore. 
thus I will be calling Angmo. And Angmo is not a derogatory term. That is one misconception of it. It is not a derogatory term at all. But it's just like a sly way of saying that like you don't really fit in here. <laughs> um, so I think a main challenge of the NS boys coming out of SAS is to come out of their angmoness to fit in a little bit more. We will face cultural differences, language differences. Half of us don't know Singlish. Well, when I say half, that's at least half of us don't know Singlish at all. I know I don't. But as my friends currently in NS say, you will fit in. You, you will pick up on, on the intricacies of their cultures, of their languages, of the way they communicate with each other. You will pick up on that. And you will thus fit in more. And you will truly become an NS man. The same way that the taxi drivers and grab drivers in Singapore, in Singapore are. You will have stories to tell. You will have experiences to tell. And you will carry memories for the rest of your life. No matter what vacation you're in. Thank you for listening to the first episode of The Singacast. Stay tuned for more. There's another episode coming up.